This is a headgum podcast. Hello, Dolly. Well, hello, Dolly. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. Wow. That was me lip syncing <laughs> Hello Dolly as sung by my guests today. The year is 2004. Okay? Yeah. We're going to do highest grossing films of 2004. I truly can't guess one. You, okay. I, mm, okay. These, remember, this is highest grossing films. Yeah. These are not our Oscar yeah, sure, girls. Sure, sure, sure. These are not our... Movies you know, I even maybe... Went, I didn't maybe go see these movies. Yeah, but they were... I, I'll give you a hint. Can I guess one? I yeah. feel like maybe there's an X-Men in there. Okay, you're in the right world because yeah. you can always guess there's either a DC so or a Marvel movie sure. on the list. You are in the right world. Was it? Oh, like a Spider-Man. Yes. Is that... And we're still in... Are we still in Toby? Yes, we're yeah, still in Toby. And it's Spider-Man 2. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. I believe Spider-Man 2, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that's the one with Willem Dafoe as the Green Lantern. Not Green Lantern, as a, the as the he, Whatever villain. it is, he is. It, is James Franco James in that Franco? one? Or is he in the first one? Or both? He's in both. Okay. And Alfred Molina yes. is the baddie, right? Uh, Alfred Molina. He's octopus guy. Is in the second one. And you know yes. who's in it? You know who also yes. is in that is uh, Donna Murphy, who's a Broadway actress. Love. Who plays Dr. Octopus's wife in that. And Donna Murphy did the matinees of Hello, Dolly, when Bette Midler did Hello, Dolly a couple years ago on Broadway. So <laughs> put that in your pipe and smoke I it. I will. Honestly, the world is connected, is. honey. And it, that's how we all, prove it. <laughs> yep, that's it. Okay, so Spider-Man 2 was number one. Oh, okay. Number two and you're not gonna guess this. I know you're not. Would you like me to give you a hint? Give me one hint. The most famous story in the world. Oh, 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 oh. It's the Mel Gibson Jesus yes. thing. What was that called? <laughs> the, passion the Passion of the of Christ. Christ. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen it. Have me you? either. No. I'd like to. I would. I mean That's to. That's the next movie that we are going to go to Charles's house <laughs> to try and watch and not I actually watch. I love that. That sounds great. <laughs> around Christmas, why not? Why not? Because it's why about, not? well, no, it should be around Easter, right? Oh, yeah. It's about his resurrection. It's not about the birth. Oh, that's right, because then it would be that would, the birth of Christ. Yeah, the, the passion is like, hang me upside yeah, down yeah, on the yeah. cross. Yeah, was I'm he upside passionate. down? I don't know. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he, he, was yeah. he was just nailed. He was just nailed. But I feel like in the Bible, he is upside down, but like no one's ever done that on screen, but I may be making that up. And that's when our movie comes in. <laughs> it's upside down Jesus, <laughs> said, honey. here's this. <laughs> the story of Christ, but here's the twist. He's upside down. He's upside down, down darling. <laughs> Everything's falling out of those pockets. <laughs> and I know what you're wondering. You can see the dick, okay? <laughs> um, number three is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, sure, whatever. Number four is The Incredibles. Okay. Number five is The Day After Tomorrow. What was the day after tomorrow? I think that's like an apocalyptic. <gasps> oh, film. I like that one. Yeah. I for, who's in that? Is some, that the one with John Cusack? Guy. Or is not? Is that? Is that 2012? I don't. I don't think John Cusack is in 
Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Well, he's hot. You know, it's either John Cusack or Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> the two, the two hotties <laughs> the of two our time. The two hotties <laughs> of our time. Then it was talk about another hottie, the Born Supremacy. Uh huh. Yeah. Which I believe is the second. I have no idea. Born I've never seen any of those movies. Movies. I was a big Born head. I. I mean, I. I like that type of movie, and I like Matt Damon, but I just. I just have never known when to dive in. You know you what know, I mean? You know, for me, I'm a big Julia Stiles gal. She's in those movies? Oh, yeah, babe. Good for her. Everyone was like, what happened to her career? What happened to her career? You know what happened? She did all the Bourne movies, and she was like, like I'm, I'm good. so rich. I'm going to go live yeah. back in Canada. Yeah. Did you see the new Orphan movie? Yeah. Oh, uh, the Orphan. Um, Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, Orphan First or- Kill. Oh, my God. She's great at yes, it. Yes, she's amazing. She's wonderful. Amazing. Class, good to see her Class again. act. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then the last two biggest, highest grossing films were... Oh, sorry. The number one highest grossing film. I completely fucked this up. It was not Spider-Man 2. It was not Spider-Man 2. It was another 2. Shrek. Shrek 2. Yeah. I thought Shrek 2 was so much older. I thought there's movies... We forget. That they are like our era. I know. They feel like they've just always been around. They feel like we were born with them. You know that I've never seen them? Good for you. And I don't plan on it. <laughs> you, I don't want to. You never should. So, I, a, I don't like animated movies. Yeah. I don't like animation. It gets something. There's, I eventually get a headache within like 30 minutes. Yeah. There's something about it. They're ugly. Cartoons are but ugly. They're ugly. And there's something about non-Disney cartoons that take the ugliness one to step further. To another level. I know. Like, I don't need that. I, I don't need that. Here's what I'll say. I'm a purist for animation. Yeah. Give me... The original Sleeping uh, Beauty, where oh, it's I'm fine gorgeous, with that. gorgeous. Come on, that's great. And it's like, and it's like eighty minutes. Don't give me some. Don't give me it looks some like a fucking bad video game or yeah, something. Yeah, some some mom that, whose body shape is an engorged peanut with two little oh, yeah. fucking toothpick legs. What yeah, they, movie they, is that? I don't know. And like, and <laughs> I like, like it. You know I want to I mean? see that. They're, they make like. They make everyone ugly. Oh, like, well, the Incredibles. I think this is going to need to be deleted because they're going to say that I'm body shaming, body shaming um, characters. <laughs> characters. But it is, somebody needs to do it. You know, somebody, somebody <laughs> needs to say the truth. And the truth is. is the truth is that cartoons are ugly. <laughs> they are. I mean, they are. They are. Like when people are like, look how, like, Aladdin was my first crush. It's like, okay, we well, are a creep. Like, that's a. <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> no, and that's also, not a person. People had huge crushes on Aladdin, and people had big crushes on the prince from Little Mermaid, yeah, who I don't like, even remember his name. Prince Eric. Prince I Eric. Do know it because people are always talking about it, and then like people like, I mean, I'm sure you've been down that wormhole of like cartoon porn before. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of one of the only things I like do like about cartoons is that <laughs> it's, it's like fuck. led to that world. <laughs> like that's interesting. I like, love anime. Do you? I mean, in the in, in how it looks aesthetically. Yeah, well, we differ there. I, as a kid, I couldn't, I wouldn't watch cartoons either. Like, I didn't when I was watch. I was up. not a. Yeah, I was mm-mm. actually that's not true. When I was a kid, I loved to watch Rugrats. Oh, that's true. I, I liked Rugrats. I loved to watch hey Arnold. hey Arnold. I loved Doug. Yeah. I loved Rocco's Modern Life. I okay, that's true. Those are good. That's a good, like... I think like, that what we're talking about is, like, the Pixarification of animation. Yeah, and I don't love fantasy. I like, I like, like, those shows are great because it's just like, hey, Arnold's just like a slice kid, of life. Kid in the city. Kid in the city, why not? Yeah. He with his grandparents. It's like Seinfeld. Yeah. But, like, somebody that's, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, like, a talking shoe that can go to space. Like, yeah. I'm asleep. 
know what I mean? A talking shoe that can go to space. You know that movie. Yeah. No, it does feel like sometimes it's like the pitches for animation are like, what people see in the room as they're pitching. Oh, absolutely. You know, they're like, it's a wooden coffee table. And the wooden uh, coffee table, at first you look and you say it's plain. But then There's like, nothing special well, about this really wooden coffee close table. close with that chair. Yeah. You know the chair. You know the one. <laughs> and the chair's kind of gray. Okay, and but also kind of textured. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been sat on a few times. And the tag's hanging out. And yeah, I fucking hate cartoons. <laughs> Well, where were we when we were hating cartoons? Shrek 2. Shrek 2. Big hit. Big Shrek, hit in 2004. In 2004, Shrek 2 came out. My guest was in Rome, Georgia. And my guest today, I haven't even tell, told the world who you are, is Jeffrey Zell. Hi, nice to see you. I am Thanks absolutely throbbing on my chair that you're here. I love seeing you. I love seeing you. We we see each other in social interactions. And we love it. And it's always lovely. It's always chic. It's always fun. I'm it's laughing. Always fun. I'm we always have laughing. a good time. We had a wonderful evening the other night. Gorgeous. Just you, me, Michelle. Charles, Michelle Badella, oh, and That's that it. was it at Charles's gorgeous house. Some might call Rogers. us the quad. And it was it was fun. It was fun. And we were supposed to watch a film. What were we going to watch? We were going to watch, um, I believe. In my mind it was about Schmidt, but it wasn't. <laughs> I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That's right. The gay one. The other about Schmidt. Yeah. 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 And not about not... Schmidt. It was about Schmidt 2. We didn't get there. We didn't get there. We didn't get there. We, just... we just gabbing, gabbing, gabbing. We ate sushi. We ate. Um, joy. We ate Joy. Joy. And we, and we had those delicious chips. Mm. Those corn chips. Oh my god! Oh, they're great. They're, they're great. Delectable. I'm telling you, you go because you got them at Vons. Yes. The the corn chip, just the regular tortilla chips that they they make them at Vons, and they're delectable. And they're like, you can get like a bag that's like a pound. Yeah. Know, and it's like two dollars. It's beautiful. It is. If you're not, if you live in Los Angeles and you don't have those in your cabinet, you're at all playing times, yourself. Get out of here. And move back to New York. Exactly. You, know? you don't belong like, here. You don't. You just don't. Now. Did you eat a lot of tortilla chips as a teen? I did. You I did? did? Well, there was a uh, Mexican restaurant right down the road, and it took me a long time to get my driver's license, and uh, <laughs> I could walk to it, and so I, I ate at Las Palmas quite a bit. Was it good? In, oh, my God, the best. Because in Georgia, like, they have, like, cheese dip that's, like, it's not, like, Texas cheese dip, but it's, like, a very specific... Is it, like, a pimento? I don't know what pimento is. Like pimento cheese dip? Do oh. You, like, what? Beer cheese. No, cheese. it's not like that. It's not like that because I don't like that. It's a white cheese. Mm. It's very creamy. It's very Yummy. heavy. It's hot, obviously, because it's a dip. Hot, creamy, white and cheese. it is so good. And you can't, like, it's, I, you don't, it's just, I think it's a southern thing. You yeah. can't get it anywhere else. But I had that pretty much every day. Um. And hot I, chips. I want to do something mm. up top yeah, that I it. never ever do. Okay, but it's important because I I do want all of my listeners of this show to be aware of your podcast coming out. <gasps> Thank so you. I literally want you to plug it now yes, because I will forget because it's also that important to me because <sighs> I love both of you that are involved. It's myself and my dear friend Cole Scola. Cole Scola is they the, are they're best. They're the best. They're the best. And uh, it's the first time we've worked together in like a decade, and we're so excited. And it's called Breakfast buffet and you can get it anywhere podcasts are available thanks Fabulous. for the plug yeah um thanks for doing that because i would have forgotten well you know i was just like because i know listeners at the end of shows can like fall off and they can like asleep. okay it's done whatever they're falling they're asleep drunk. and i want to hit them now and say bah! 
Yeah. Yeah. Listen to Breakfast Buffet. Listen to Breakfast Buffet. Yeah. Pull over the car. Turn this podcast off. off. Switch over. Go to Breakfast Buffet. It's quite short. Listen to Breakfast Buffet. Come back here. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you mentioned this before we started recording, Mm -hmm. and I have to obviously know more. Mm. You homeschooled yourself for all of high school. So explain to me how, why, what mm. happened. So, okay. Uh, elementary school, I went until eighth grade, went to the same school, St. Mary's School. Catholic? Um, no, that was just the name. No, okay. of course it was Catholic. <laughs> and um, and uh, it was like a Catholic school. When I first started going there, nuns, nuns, nuns. Oh, my God. Um, Would they smack your hands? They were kind of like cooler than that. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of nice. It was like... Um, we weren't even Catholic, but right. it was the type of school. It was just like a was very sweet, small, very community. Uniform. Uniform. My brother went there. My sister went there. They're older than me. And uh, so I went there. And nuns were gone by the time I was in first grade. The principal was replaced by a former nun. Whoa. A woman who had left the convent okay. and was still an educator in the Catholic school system. With she had left the convent with her now roommate and fellow dog <laughs> rescuer Peg, no joke, and um, they um, they ran that school. Okay, and uh, slept in separate beds, and uh, they so she ran the school the whole time, and it was actually like a really lovely, like wonderful growing up experience. Small school. I was there was like a really great like music and drama teacher who I was very into and it was just like this wonderful childhood experience. And then it was going to end at eighth grade and I was going to either have to go to like this big fancy um, like uh, uh, private school in my town uh, where Ron DeSantis used to teach. By the way, really? Yeah. And what the fuck did his ass teach? I don't know, but he would have taught there when I was. If I had gone there, he would have potentially taught me. Now, I wonder if... If he would have run for president, if he had taught me? No. <laughs> he, wouldn't, he wouldn't have made it. He wouldn't have gotten there. <laughs> I wonder if there are any listeners of my podcast that went to the school that Darlington. had Rod... Rod. I called him yeah. Rod DeSantos. Rod DeSantos. Um, um, I know that they've been trying to get in touch with people that were taught by him for various reasons in the press. Well, but. I'm just one I'm curious. Like what what if what if he was like your beloved teacher? He's like your like Mr. Holland's opus. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. now he's like demon on wheels. Yeah. I mean what if? You know? Oh, you never know. You never know. So I didn't go there. And I didn't go to like it was like a big like the other the public school was like really 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 big and yeah. so it's like I'd grow, gone to class with like the same eighteen kids for like all these years and then I was gonna have to like be a part of like hundreds and hundreds of kids and I had a chip on my shoulder and it, ego and was like I don't want to be not the most special person in the room fair told my parents I was afraid of school shootings um, which also yeah I was but I was also just like <laughs> I don't want to go to school and um, so. So then they let me. I found this like online. Are you the baby, by the way? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So at that point, they were yeah, like, my brother's like, literally 20 years older than me. Yeah, so at like, this whatever. point, they're like, whatever. How old is your mom when she had you? Uh, my mom was in her 40s when she had Love me. That. And um, she, so they were just like, sure, whatever. I found the program because most of these like homeschool programs that you do yourself are, because my parents were like, we're not teaching you. Right. Um, 
but most of the ones like there were all these like VHS programs that were like not teaching evolution, that kind of thing. Mm. And I found one based out of Ojai, California. That's so right, and it's still there. It's called um, Laurel Springs, and it was like you did it all online, like early days of the internet. Like so, this was like two thousand one. The first day I started homeschool was nine eleven, and it was I. I taught like they would. I had these two teachers, Joy and Phil Diskin. Shout out, a husband and wife. The husband taught uh, math and science and things like that. She taught like literature and history and stuff like that. And they would create all of the like studies and the lesson plans like a week to week basis at the start of the year, and you could work at your own pace. Whoa. So you could like if you were like really productive one week, you could like do three weeks of work in in a week. I very quickly realized I could just, like, not do anything all year. Right. And then, like, wait until the, like, last month and just, like, figure it out. I know nothing. Like, I truly know nothing. Like, I was not educated. I did not do anything. And my parents were at work all day. So what did you do? I watched The View. I'd wake up in time for The View. <laughs> wait, every hold, day. On. Yeah. hold on. Hold like, on. Hold so on. View, like, so The View's on at 11 on the East Coast. And so I'd get up, like... At like 10.30, I'd like, at the time, like they had just come out with these Uncle Ben's rice bowls. Oh, I remember those. Oh, they were so good. I remember those. The perfect size. They wasn't, it wasn't too small, but not too big. I'd have that for breakfast, which is like disgusting. <laughs> and um, like truly horrifying. And then I would eat that while I watched The View. Would you drink coffee? No, I wasn't a coffee per- person. No. Tea? Uh, I was like a sweet tea person. Love yeah. that. Very Southern. Very Southern. And so I'd like have sweet tea in my uh, in my rice bowl. And then I'd watch The View for the full hour. And I'd like try to do a little work from like 12 to like 2-ish. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then I'd watch a movie. And then I'd watch like a movie. And then it would be basically time for my mom to get home from work. And then we'd watch TV. And would your mom be like, how was your school day? Yeah. And they would like call. She would like call and check in throughout the day because she worked at like a, frame, a picture frame shop. And she'd like call and check in and be like, you know, are you getting anything done? At the beginning, she was way diligent about it. And it yeah. was like really sweet and cute. But then like within a year, it was like she wasn't checking at all. And I was very, 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 very very involved in my community theater. Okay, okay, okay. I was going to say there has to yeah. have been because you're so social yeah. and like you're so good at connecting that there ha- you could not have just been But it was not people my own age. Like right. it, was it was just like women over 50 at the community theater who would like pick me up, bring me to play practice. We'd go to play practice. We'd do the thing for the three or four hours. Then me and all these gals would go to Red Lobster almost every night, sometimes Waffle House, but usually Red Lobster. And they'd all just like get a Diet Coke and like those cheesy biscuits and like calamari. And we'd just like shit talk everybody in town. And that was like my every night. And then... And then I had a falling out with the community theater because like, why? Well, so they like let me direct. They let me direct a play. And how old were you? Fourteen. Oh my which god! Which is shocking. They let me direct a miracle on 40, 34th Street. It was and 14. Also, when you're fourteen, fourteen, a full cast, like a cast of like fifty people, most of whom are adults, and I was a nightmare, obviously. And it was a great show. It was a great show. <laughs> you know, you can't argue with the audience. But uh, I then tried to do a play, like get to direct a play the following year mm. and like applied and they 
turned me down to direct Jack and the Beanstalk. And I was Wait, pissed. they let you direct Miracle, Miracle on, on 34th, 34th Street. Street. Like, and it was like a full production. Had like a budget of $12,000, you know. Oh and my god. We had big sets. We I mean it was it was good. I did a good job. But I think, you know, I was a little out of, you know, out of control. You're pushing people, you're I was, getting them I there, think you I were getting some the performances things, there. You know, I was you screaming. It was, you know, it was definitely like working through rage and frustration. And then they didn't let me direct a show the next year. And I was like, burn it all down. And so I started my own community theater to like rival them. And then that then became all of my high school experience. Then that was just like all of my day because I'd like go around town and I'd go to all the businesses and like get them to be like sponsors of my shows. And then- What was your your community theater called? um, So I was like really pissed and I was like, the reason I want to start my own theater is like I'm not being challenged by the Rome Little Theater. (laughs) So I started a theater called The Antidote. Theater company as an antidote to like the schlock they were peddling over at the RLT, and I would like the different like local colleges and high schools would like like use their buildings, and I would like do like five or six shows a year, and then. Uh, I mean, I did that until I, I moved away from home. I mean, it was – and so, like, then that was just, like, my life. Now is that theater still around? The Antidote Theater yeah. Company? No. I, I mean, that would be <laughs> truly shocking. That would be truly shocking. You'd have left behind a real legacy. I would have really. I mean, there was a very brief period that I truly considered, like, not leaving my hometown and just, well, like, staying yeah. and running the community – like, running a community theater. I, okay. I would be a crystal meth addict for sure. <laughs> There's no question in my mind. <laughs> like crystal meth from the time I woke up to the time I went to and bed. Crystal meth and sweet tea. Sweet tea. Oh, a lot of sweet tea. Yeah. I'd weigh like somehow 400 pounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even though I, you weren't eating. Even though I'm on crystal meth. Yeah. But like, but somehow like just binge eating while I'm like directing <laughs> children and screaming at them. You know, I would, I, I'd probably be dead by now too. But I mean, like, community theater. Nothing better. Is. Nothing brings me more joy. Did you do it? No. Yeah. Um, you for have. a number of reasons. Well, also, like, because you grew up in D.C., right? Yeah. So, like, in a big city, community it theater really is different. Exist. Yeah, Like, different. I would have needed to go outside yeah. of where I was living yeah. to find the community yeah. theater to be a part of. Like, I and I was also... In the ages that I think people really get involved in community theater, which I feel like is your childhood. Yeah. And then more your like preteen yeah. years. And then if you're like really sicko, then, like, you're then high it's school. like high school, it's like this is my life. Yeah. I don't I don't need my peers. Because a lot of people then are like, well, fuck community theater. I'm just gonna dump all my energy into my high school theater department. Yes, that's correct. And I, you know, because I didn't have that. And then I also tried to like because, like, if you were a part of, like, this sort of, like, community, like, this, like, homeschool network or whatever, like, different kids from homeschool could play on the public school sports teams. Right. Um, so I then tried to, like, infiltrate in that and get to be let into the theater, but they wouldn't let me. Really? Because well, I wouldn't actually, like, join the, like, 
homeschool club or whatever. Right, right, right. I was like, why right. don't I want to do that? But like, let me be in like your production of Into the Woods. Right. And they needed me. They yeah, needed they did. Me. Of course they did. But they didn't have me. They didn't have me. Did and you have any friends your age? So, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, kind of. Like I, so at the community theater, there were a handful of people, but I kind of like, because I was like a director and a producer, right. I was like kind of time. above them. Yeah, that's fair. You know? uh-huh. But there was one boy that was my age, that was involved at the community theater, that was gay, that like we never spoke to each other in real life. Like in person, we would be in plays together. We would be in rehearsals together. I directed him in plays. We would never speak to each other in real life. But like every night on AIM, mm. four hours every night. Like, and then you wouldn't speak. And then we wouldn't, like, we would, like, not even look at each other. And then he was in my production that I produced and directed of A Midsummer Night's Dream uh, with all children. You know, I was I was mustard seed. In oh, were you? Yeah, we could have used you. We had yeah, a very weak mustard seed. You could have um, used me. I also adapted it, and it was called A Midsummer Night's Dream Remix. <laughs> <laughs> what and, was your what was your adaptation? I mean it was basically like I took the play and then I like took the like Shakespeare for dummies version yeah. and kind of like took every line that I was like, well, I don't understand what this means. I was like, all right, what does yeah. it mean here? Let's just say that. Yeah. You know? And then like made it a little shorter. And I oh, I also added Cat Stevens songs. <laughs> I did. And um so he was in, that was an all children's production. And he was cast as Lysander. And we had a falling out. He started seeing another boy. And I fired him from the play. And I took over the role. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I then played the role. I was like, you're cutting up at rehearsals. You're not taking it seriously. I need you out of here. You're bringing down the cast. And it was only because I had seen him... With another boy at Waffle House. And I'm not kidding. And, and it always goes down at Waffle it House. It always goes down at Waffle House. And so I fired him from the show. And I played the role. And you I did a pretty damn it. good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to take a little break. And we'll be right back. back um i am be i'm like i need this to be like i want to write it into something like i don't know if it's a show i don't know but a a teenage okay also were you out Mm, uh, i mean yes in that like i existed but like and so there was like no like there was no one was like oh this kid is you know a lady killer right um but uh I was not like to my mom and dad. I was not out, but I wasn't like claiming to be straight. Um, and I think that was your... also the homeschool thing was like to avoid having to like deal with all the that. prom or homecoming or any of yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but like and like to some of and like all of the older ladies that I was mm-hmm. BFFs with, no. And a lot of them were like vaguely homophobic mm. and like so there was that. And some of them were like also married to gay men. Like you know, it's just like. A can of worms that none of us wanted to open. Right. Um, but there were like a handful of girls from my elementary school that I was close with that also did community theater 
that I was out to. And we were, like, close, but, like, they all had, like, real high school lives. So, right. like, we never hung out outside of the theater. Like, right. they would, like, go to football games on Friday nights. And I was like, honey, I've got tech in the morning, you know? <laughs> like, and I, I like, I so I didn't, so, like, I didn't hang out with too many too many people my own age, um, which was in retrospect, a weird move. Like, no, I, I get it. I, I was, especially when I was in elementary school, mm-hmm. I really like when I was in the third grade, yeah. I was like, all I was like, elementary school is for the birds. Yeah. All of you guys are we're all, whack. We're all children. I want to yeah. be drinking Chardonnay exactly. with my mom and her friends. Exactly. I want to be in a power suit, 100%. smoking a cigarette, 100%. listening to fucking Joan Baez. 100%. Like, yep. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. So, I mean, I avoided that. But, like, yeah. And then I got – so I was, like, really close with the ladies for for a period and we, I did a production of Steel Magnolias that really bonded all of us, obviously. <laughs> and uh, it was a big hit. We extended, not to brag. <laughs> and um, how long were your runs for? Usually two weekends, but that one we did three. Wow! It was a hit. It was in a black box, though. Would you guys make money? Or I would, would make it... money. You would. Yeah, and like my dad was like so like confused by it, and like was like he like was doing accounting at the time, and was like. Would like try to like help me with it. I wish I had let him, but like they, for they did make me save a lot of it. That's good. And then I would. I mean, it wasn't like crazy money, but like I mean, any money that you're really making totally. as a child, also like a entrepreneurial child. That's yeah. like I'm starting my own theater company, and look at this, we're making money. Yeah. But then I like yeah. So I like saved. I feel like I like had like ten thousand dollars saved by the time that's a lot. I graduated high school. Yeah, that's a lot from for... like plays. Yeah, from like doing shows. And I would like, and I think I would do like, you know, I would do like things where you could buy like a VIP ticket and mm. like you could have like go to a wine and cheese cocktail party with me. I you know, before love that. the opening night. Would you people know, do that? People would do it. And like, how my, would you get the wine? Well, uh, like my mom would like host it. My mom did house management for all the plays oh, and would like set up the whole thing. And like it was the like and and my parents were like people that people knew in the community because my mom had owned this dress store, Ragtime Boutique. Love Ragtime and Boutique. We love. And then she then worked at the frame shop in town that everybody went to, hanging around Rome. Yeah. And wow. um, good title. And uh so people That's like, an amazing title. Yeah, it was title. a good one. It was a good one. And um yeah, and they so like I think people just like wanted to support, you know. That's gorgeous. It was very beautiful because it's such a weird town. Because like on that, the, like the flip side, it's like that existed and was like, you know, this is like not like this pre like everybody loving gay kids, and. I mean, I I would still like to say that in a lot of pockets of the world, we're still pre-everybody loving gay kids. Well, my hometown is where Marjorie Taylor Greene lives. She literally lives two blocks from the house I grew up in where my parents live. Yeah. I mean, I've seen her. I've seen her multiple times when I'm in town. We were in line uh, one Christmas ago or two Christmases ago. We were in line at a barbecue restaurant um, to to buy lunch and with my parents, me and my husband, Augie. And my dad was like, you're not going to believe it, but look over at the bar. And we turn around and Marjorie Taylor Greene sitting on her own, having an ice cold beer, 
on her own at the bar. And Augie was like, I have to go say something. I'm going to go say something. Which is like if you saw Hitler in real life. Like, you have to say something. <laughs> and my mom, like, grabbed him by the arm and, like, with true desperation in her eyes went, please don't. I love their mahi-mahi. <laughs> and they go there, like, literally every time. And it's like, I mean, it's really, like, unfortunate because... They do love this restaurant. And my parents are not like that. But, like, you know, it's got, like, a sign out front that says, let's go Brandon. You know, they've got the whole – they're. I mean, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene's favorite restaurant. But, like – and I don't think the food's very good. But, like, but my your mom parents loves the fucking mahi. loves their mahi-mahi. You know? So and you can't take back. the mahi away. No, you can't. But I'm saying, though, but that kind of town – so, like, supported that in, like, 2002 and 2003. I mean, it was potentially maybe more liberal. Yeah. And now it's literally Marjorie Taylor Greene's, like, Backyard. Town. It's where she, like, hangs out. That's fucking wild. Truly wild. Truly a wild place. Did you have any, like, romantic relationships outside of the guy in the, the community boy. theater? Well, I was, like, so once I got my driver's license, like, well, actually before the driver's license, I was very involved in, like, chat rooms and mm. there was, like, XY.com, which yeah. was, like, a gay – I'm sure you would know yes. about that. At the time, I think there was – Adam for Adam mm -hmm. was big at the time. And I would, because I had the house to myself all day, have, let's be real, grown-ass adult men over to really? hook up with me when my parents were at work. <laughs> so oh dark. my god and we lived across the street from a college like quite literally across the street wow. and it was a it's it's a world renowned christian university and i would get lots of like closeted freshman college freshman Christians. boys which was super hot and then by the time i graduated high school i was dating a boy from that college um who was a theater major there. Wow. And then he broke my heart. He did? Yeah. Why? I mean, I thought I was like in love with, you know, it was like the first boy. I, I ever know, did. but it's so I thought intense. I was in love with him. You know, it's, you know, it's really nice about it. He lives in Los Angeles now and he's uh, a bartender at one of my favorite restaurants. You're lying. I'm not. And I, I like to go in there. And does he say hi? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, hi. Hi, Negroni, please. <laughs> Up. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, um, this is deeply fascinating. Yeah, and yeah, but then once I got the driver's license, yeah, okay, like, then you're all mobile. bets are off. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I one time hooked up with a mall security guard <laughs> in a town two hours away at the mall in the bathroom. Wait, what? Yeah, when I was like seventeen. How old was he? I do not want to think about it. <laughs> you're like, I mean, you're like, it was Kevin James. I mean, it basically was that character. <laughs> And I was like, I am a gorgeous boy. Like, I and he was, was like pulling up on his Segway. Basically, yeah. Oh, my God. And I had God. to like – and I told my mom because I was worried they were like, no, because I'd driven so far away. I That was where the closest Target was. And there was that Target uh, – no, sorry. That was the closest Joanne's Fabric. And you had to get props. And I was like, I have to get uh, material for Auntie Mame costumes. Oh, my God. But I – yeah, I mean – so there was, and there was some other people like my own age. So I guess like there was some hookups with like peers, but I would like, yeah, I would have to I mean, like drive town. It's sober. more interesting when yeah. they're not your peers. One hundred percent. Who would make the costumes? Uh, well, uh, sometimes me. 
but I can't. I, I couldn't sew or anything. But right. Like you know, like staple and fabric together. Very yeah, drag yeah, race. Yeah. Um, but I do a lot. I did a lot of thrifting. I was very into thrifting. Yeah. I was very into eBay and yes, buying vintage. We love eBay. Um, and you know, depending on the show, people provided their own costumes. Love it. You know, I got involved with. After a while, I got the local. There was like a local symphony, like where people who played instruments would like get together and play. And I got them to start collaborating with me to do musicals and concert. So that didn't oh require costumes. Oh my God. So. You were prolific. I was so prolific then. And then I had like, by the time I like left my hometown, I was like, well, I'm tired. I know. I was going to say, did you have a feeling when you finally were like out of your teenage years? Yeah. Like, you had a whole career when well, most people I, were just like fucking jacking off and going to school and falling asleep and smoking pot. Well, yeah. And then I went to college. I tried to go to college and I got there and was like, I only lasted like five months because I was like, wait, I'm not like the Where'd most you go? important person in the room. Um, <laughs> North Carolina School of the Arts. And it was like so you oh, get there and you're like, um, hi, I'm here. Hi, I'm here. And it and seems I, as though all of you are forgetting that yeah. I'm here. It was like everybody was that kid from their town. And I was like, where is my, you know, 60-year-old lady friend <laughs> yeah. that played Malin? <laughs> like, where is she? I, I want, I need her. Can we bring her in? So then, so there, so then you left and then you moved to New York? Left, moved back home for like a month, was like, you know, aggressively depressed. And then, yeah. And then just basically one day was like, I'm moving to New York and did. Damn. And I was like 18. Yeah. So crazy. But I, I, uh, I think I always think about like what, it, what I feel like I would, my life would be one trillion percent different if I had gone to regular high school. And I think in some ways better. I think I would be like better at I'd be better at structure in some ways. I'd be better at like I'd have less of a chip on my shoulder socially. I'd have I'd know I feel like I'd know more. Like I I truly like did not do any work. Like I just did not. But I read like plays all day. I read like books all day. Like I did that. So that like kind of like shaped who I am. But like I do wonder like if I had, like, actually at one point taken a test, <laughs> that would have been helpful. I mean, In now, by the way, now they, like, hardly test kids. Yeah. Like, standardized testing is optional no, to apply yeah. to most colleges now. You don't need yeah. to Did give... you do it? Of course. Did you, like, ace it? I thought Fuck you no. Oh, you did it. I was a terrible student. Hmm. I, for me, I... I went to really, really, really academically rigorous and competitive mm. private high school mm -hmm. where, you know, everyone's identity mm -hmm. is wrapped up right. in getting into an Ivy League. Right. Um, and there was such a premium placed on that. Mm -hmm. And I just, I did not, I was more interested in shit that you were interested right. in. I was like, I want to read my books. I want to yeah. watch my films. I yeah. want to gab, gab, gab. I want to create the texture mm -hmm. of the person that I am. Mm -hmm. So for me, like traditional schooling, you know, what I wish is that I could have gone back in time and fucking paid attention. Yeah, I think, yeah. Because I was there, but like all of the quote unquote learning mm -hmm. Or the knowledge that I have, a majority of it is 
me now being a hyper curious individual right. and like educating myself. Yeah. Which does kind of upset me because my parents paid so right. much money for me to, to go to this have this school. amazing education. Yeah. And I just think I took it for granted. But I don't you think that's like 99% of everybody. Yes, but I do think I do think it's 99% of everybody. And at the same time, I'm like, oh, well, there were always the kids that were like such amazing students. And I'm like, yeah, but they're also miserable teenagers. They were like stressed out, miserable yeah. teens. Yes. And I definitely went through moments where I was a stressed out and miserable teen. Yeah. But when the moments where I wasn't, I was like, I'm just a fucking teenager. Yeah. But I did you like party and stuff? Yeah. See, I didn't even party. I was like, because I was hanging out with these ladies. You didn't even have like a sea breeze or something like that? Well... By <laughs> the senior year of high school, my dad started buying me Mark, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Love it. And I got into that. And yeah. then we slowly got into, you know, like Mike's Hard a is a gateway. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, by first year of college, it was like, you know, going out to boozy lunches yeah, between yeah, classes. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but it was never like hardcore, like party, like no. college party. It was like I would literally go have like a martini. <laughs> At lunch <laughs> and come back to class, you know, with a fake ID. That's so funny. But I, yeah. So I, but I, yeah, I do wonder like how, how it would be different. I mean, look, in some ways, maybe you, I you're should go such back to high school, you think? Yeah. I think I should like do like a Billy Madison. Yeah, just go back. Yeah, I think I might. I really think I might. I think though that like, honestly, you, you are such a fully realized like individual sure. and you have such uh you're so like rooted in who you are sure. that i wonder if not going to high school helped you solidify that i think so i yes but i also wonder how much of that started out as artifice in high school and then just sort of like to be like artifice to like be uh, this the person in control, the person in charge, and then the artifice just sort of like took over, and now I'm just like a version of that that at one point wasn't authentic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe like, may, like, what did that when that began? Like, did some other part of myself like die? Um, and we won't ever know. We'll never but, know. But if you know, had I been taught by Rob DeSantis, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe your life would have been completely maybe, different. Yeah. Maybe I'd be this just like, like you know, just like somebody who loves like goes out and like is like, oh no, just a hot tea for me, you know, and like I'm gonna and I'm gonna I got CrossFit in the morning. Yes, I gotta go push home. a tire. Yeah, yeah just gonna and be a tea. Then I'm doing some political activism, <laughs> and uh, and then you know we'll see where the day we'll the day, has the day in takes me. And then, you know, I got to pick up my kids. At, yeah. Two, two and then um my they, wife gets home at three mm -hmm. and then dinner's on the stove at four yes and then bedtime at five yep yeah nope. actually that sounds great <laughs> yeah i was like mm, ideal day yeah kind of amazing um knock 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 is that a door knock i hear <gasps> oh no why yes it is <gasps> hi welcome to the high school guidance counselor's office oh i'm your high school guidance counselor and in this section of the show you get to rectify a wrongdoing of your teenage past okay. you get to say fuck you to someone or apologize to someone mm. or both and yeah. then you just get to rid yourself of that trauma so mm. you can use this time however you would like I would say 
it would be an apology. Okay. Probably to the boy I fired from a Midsummer Night's Dream, um, who has since reached out to me. Um, he lives in Atlanta. Okay. He, he has he must have some kind of normal person job where he makes money because he invited me to sit at his table at like a glad fundraiser mm. once. And I was like, I'm not flying to Georgia to like <laughs> sit with somebody I haven't seen in 12 years at an event I would avoid if it was happening in my backyard. Um, uh. But uh, but he, you know, he seems he seems well. I won, but he seems well. Yes, yes. Um, but uh, he, uh, I w- yeah, I was, I was, it was, I was truly so cruel to him. Like I was just like, you're not taking this seriously. You're not even very good. Like I'm taking over the part. And he continued to do a little bit of community theater after that. But I have to believe that in some ways I crushed the, a little bit of the, the drive. Dream. And so I would say to his name, which I'm not going to say. Because he is now you can call a big him by the by the role um, that you Lysander yeah um I'm sorry I'm sorry that I I when I saw him at the Waffle House with this other boy because it was another boy I had tr- I had tried to message mm. on xy.com and he wasn't into me what was your aim screen name my aim screen name was I thought. I had spelt Mr. Cellophane, which is the song yes. from Chicago. Yes. But I, again, I know nothing and can't spell. Yes. So it was Mr. Cellophane. <laughs> and so that was me. That's and, really um, funny. So this guy, the guy that Lysander was with at the Waffle House was like, I think he was like a year older than us. He worked at the American Eagle oh. in the mall and he looked every inch of it. And Hot. Yeah. And I wanted it. And I also like, I was also like, I had no style. Like I was truly an ogre. Like, what would it was, you wear? Oh, I used to, I used to dye my hair red in high school mm, because what, I what thought that was red? interesting. Oh, like a, like a, a hard, like a Kathy Griffin red. Love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love it. Um, very red. And, uh, and it was like just poofy and thick and I had just like zero style and just like. What was your go-to outfit? I had a big oversized denim jacket. Love it. And like drawstring pants. And what like, color? Uh, probably like a, like a dark forest green, mm. whatever Gap had. And then. Always Birkenstocks, but like not cool, cute new Birkenstocks right. that we all know and love today. Like a traditional clog, like cloggy, stinky. You know, wearing them without socks when you shouldn't be in Georgia summer. Uh, you know, um, Burke, and um, you know, bad hygiene and just uh, like bad, unflattering glasses that were always sort of crooked. And but I was convinced that all these boys wanted me, and so when I saw Larry with this boy. I was so devastated that I think it was even more about it was more about Larry. Oh, I'm saying his name. Lysander. You can say Larry. His name was Larry. Yeah. And um, Lysander, Larry, all the same. And he, I think it was that he was a um, like he fit more into that. And I want. I kind of. It wasn't even that I was jealous of like he not loving me. I was like jealous of like the other guy wanting him over me. Right. And so I would say I'm sorry to Larry for trying to destroy him yeah. because of that. Yeah. And yeah. that's a beautiful apology. Yeah, thank you. And we forgive you here mm. on Senior Superlatives. <sighs> thank you so much, guidance you. counselor. <laughs> and we have a classmates corner today. We do. Okay. Um, so Alex writes in, my high school experience was defined by the school's improv team. I was an am 
am a big comedy nerd, and it gave me the space to find my own voice. However, in my freshman year of high school, I was the only freshman girl on a team full of juniors and seniors who were all friends, so I became isolated and shy. They started to pick on me, and I became an inside joke between them. I was so awkward and didn't have any real friends on the team, so they'd target me for jokes, and it made me feel like absolute crap. Once they graduated, I found my confidence again, and I ended up becoming the captain senior year. Hi, Redemption Arc. I graduated high school last year, 2022, and I'm in my first year of college. I got into the improv team here, and I'm starting to relive some of those anxious feelings I had in high school. How do I separate myself from that? I don't want to isolate myself again, and I want to be confident and make friends on the team, but I feel like the awkward new kid all over again. Stay cool, never change. Oh, when I first heard that, though, I forgot that, like, I was the one that had graduated from high school in 2004. And I was thinking that this person started high school in 2004 and they just graduated in 2022. (laughs) And I was like, get it together. Yeah. They're they're like, so I've been in high school (laughs) now for 18 years. Got a few more problems in the improv (laughs) team, bullies, baby. (laughs) Um, Uh, What would you say to her? I mean, just like, look, you won. Yeah. Not that it's a competition. No, it never is. Life should not be competitive and especially (laughs) not comedy. No. Nothing competitive about the comedy industry. No, or entertainment. At no. no, it's really even and like very fair. healthy. It's very healthy, fair, fair grounded, yes. um, real, real, uh, good for the world. Good for the world. Really good for the world. Um, no, I would say that like, you know, I feel like every good thing in life comes with a bunch of shit before it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfect example of it and that you're going to experience more things just like that. That are waves of shit before it. And this then is true. Lovely, wonderful, fun times where you are the captain. Exactly. Don't let this. It's very. I know that that it's very triggering, but like, remember, remember, remember where you came from. Mm. You've gone through it once. You can go through it again. And also, you could just say to them, "Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Cut baby. the shit. Don't be fucking mean to me." Yeah. Like, just, oh, cool. You're not fucking. You're not like I'm not doing improv we're with not doing, like we're not doing a Comedy Central roast here, folks. Yeah, you know I'm not doing improv with like Don Rickles. Like <laughs> you're, it's just, you know what I mean? Like I, no, these people are well, like no, comedy your, legends. Yeah, like yeah, I mean this listener this isn't probably a is, Whitney Cummings. Yeah, we're dealing ex- with. <laughs> exactly. You're not on stage with Eliza Schlesinger. Okay, you are literally on stage with your peers. Yeah. And they should treat you with goddamn with respect. Natalie from chemistry. Yeah. And she's so you go a barrel in there, of laughs. And you, you know what you need to do? You need to go in there and you need to say this. Look, look, all of you. It's going to be hard for all of us to make it in this business. And by the way, you're not all going to make and it. And you're not all going to make it. Yeah, some you're of not. You, especially the ones that think you are. Yeah. You certainly aren't. And you know how you're not going to make it? By bullying me. Because Correct. I'm going to make it. And when I make it, I will remember you. Yeah. I will remember you. I mean, it sounds like this there person. That was really good. I mean, I think this person will be running Mosaic by. Absolutely. By the end of the day. 100%. Yeah. This person, you will go on to do great things. Yeah. And just know that. Just be a quiet, a quiet killer. I do I do envy people who saved some energy in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who were just like, I kind of like, just kind of went with it and just sort of did it and was like, it's going to be over eventually. I just wanted it to be over. But at the same time, I was like so broody and like, mm-hmm. I was always in love. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 
that's my that's my twenties. Yeah. Always in love. Never and never, never, never successfully. loved back. <laughs> never. <laughs> I, it, it, is it like is it love or like I think mine is more infatuation and then wanting to yeah, destroy lust, people. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's the it's the Lysander Larry of it all. Wanting to destroy people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could go back in time and mm. give your high school self any advice, what would mm. it be? It would be like be a, a teenager. Yeah. Like just fucking be a teenager. Like it's cool. Like don't don't be like. Above it, like don't be above <laughs> but it. But then your whole empire wouldn't be. My what whole it empire was. would have crumbled. But it's like there's there. I I guarantee you, there's there's plenty of time to go to a Red Lobster with sixty year old women. Yes, there is, and um and it can wait. Who did you lose your virginity to? Uh, the guy that is now a bartender here mm, in L.A. There you go. Yeah, and wow. uh, it, but not until I was. I mean, this was like, you know, like actual sex sex, but it was like, not until I was like 19. So the gentleman callers that were coming gentlemen over. Gentlemen callers were more of just like a, a you little, know, a kissy, kissy, touchy, a kissy, touchy. kissy, kissy, <laughs> touch, touch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But n- never, never sexy sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Bart. that was also like too, I was like, oh, I don't. My, yeah. Sex is, you, you're, at, you're at a stage in your life where I can imagine you being like, sex is so passe. Right now? No, like when you oh, were a then? teenager. Yes, then and because now. Because you were probably around <laughs> like jaded women that were like complaining about their lives like oh and then this and uh, and And you're like you're like oh sex is disgusting and like who needs it who needs it you know that's basically it and it's kind of remained that in a lot of ways (laughs) (laughs) outside of eating uh the ben's rice bowls Uh what was your like go-to Lunch, snack. Mm. What was your favorite? Made a lot of smoothies. Mm. But I, at the time, thought smoothies were just like milkshakes, strawberries, (laughs) and like milk (laughs) (laughs) and vanilla, uh, like uh, seasoning, not seasoning, but flavoring. Yeah, 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 vanilla extract. Yeah, that's really. So there's a lot of that, and then like putting peanuts in it or peanut butter. Yeah, protein, Um, babe. Got to get the protein in. Um, So there was a lot of that, and then oh, I also worked. At the Barnes and Noble Cafe serving Starbucks products okay, briefly. I used to fuck with the Barnes and uh, Noble Cafe. In do DC. you remember? And they still have them only at the Barnes and Noble Cafes, not at Starbucks. But the peanut butter, the Reese's peanut butter cookies. No, they are. Divine. I will literally stop at a Barnes and Noble if just I'm passing it on one. the freeway just to get a cookie. You know what? I was a sucker for what. And this was more so in middle school before I became like aware of my mm. body to the yeah. extent that teenage girls do. Yeah. My order after school, mm-hmm. and then I would obviously proceed to have insane diarrhea after sure. this. I would get a grande white chocolate mocha uh-huh. with skim milk. Okay. Good. And a chocolate chip scone. Oh, wow. Does anybody remember this? Yeah. The chocolate chip scone. I the scone. Okay. Yeah. And they would use those chocolate chips that were squares mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it felt and it was layered in mm-hmm. and it was like, wow, that combo oh, yeah. was That's cracky. so divine and insane. And then I would 
have it. And then after school, I would either go to my friend Lillian's house or my friend Allie's house and just shit. shit. (laughs) Like hard shit. Lillian's mom is like, oh God. Yeah. 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 Lillian's mom was like, please, for the love of God, go to Greta's house. (laughs) Lay down some towels, please. Greta's coming over. Um, (laughs) Can you make her do it outside? (laughs) (laughs) My mother used to pick me up. This was like elementary and middle school. But would pick me up at like three o'clock every day, or if or my grandmother would sometimes pick me up and immediately either take me to McDonald's or Long John Silver's or Dairy Queen and have a full meal. Yeah. And then like have, proceed to have dinner like a mere two and a half <laughs> hours later. I know. I also as a kid though, like in elementary school, I couldn't I couldn't stand to look at children eat. <laughs> there was something that really grossed me out about it. It still does. Like looking at like the way children they're eat sloppy. is so gross. It's, it's so gross. Sloppy. There's food all over it. their faces. I cannot do it. Like if I like I have friends with kids, if I have to like I can't sit near the kid. You if know we what go it is? Dinner. They finger. It's like their fingers. Disgusting. It's truly disgusting. I had a similar thing actually. I had an aversion with watching people who played with their food. Like Ugh. I could. Mm. Yeah. Still. Like people that I can't even say. I know. I know what you mean. I truly get it. I like, truly I literally, get like, it. I'm thinking, I want to tell you what I'm thinking about. I, don't, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I bread literally... balls. Bread balls. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. 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 Do you know what that is? I do know what you. I do. I do. And I hate it. I hate it's that kind of thing. Sick. I hate that kind of thing. It's so gross. And I think that's why they would, they must have, I guess I wasn't eating, eating during the day and they must have understood that. So that was why. I'm literally thinking about, food. oh my God, I'm thinking no, about I'm, this girl that I went to elementary school with who used to make. Uh, take a piece her. of bread. Make her. little bread balls. Are you ready for this? Make little this bread balls. Bitch. Basically, a bread ball is when you take a slice of bread and then you scoop out chunks of it and you roll it in your hand. So it's, <laughs> it becomes like gnocchi. I can't. And I hate she would it. put it in a bowl filled with ranch dressing. Oh, God. <laughs> and then eat it like a soup. I don't. Oh. Uh, I truly can't. I truly can't. I need some water after yeah. that. She is awful. I, I wish nothing but dementor. pain for that a person. A dementor. Like, that is not good. Mm-mm. That's not good. You, I, you are unwell. No. You need to go and get checked out by a child psychologist. Fully agree. Fully agree. I, yeah, I couldn't, I, I still can't. I still can't look at children. You anymore. say to friends with kids, put, put the them at the other the end of the table. Put them over at the other end. Yeah. I'll sit over here. Yeah. Little little uh, little baby baby little over baby. here can just sit over there. Actually, I don't mind babies eating less disgusting. Oh, yeah. It's it's when the kids get in charge. In con charge. Yep. yep in yep, con yep. charge. In con charge. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. Oh. Um, no, it, uh, yeah, yeah. It's sick and it's wrong. Sick and it's wrong. So I would imagine, though, teenagers eating probably just as gross, but I didn't have to experience it. Um. There's a specific thing that happens in L.A., Mm. which is the teens – and look, I grew up in D.C. I grew up in a city. I grew up uh, privileged. I grew up around people with a lot of money. And when we were in high school, though, like, we ate Chipotle. Mm -hmm. We ate Pop Bellies. We ate Quiznos. Like, I would go to, like, Subway. Like, that's what we ate after school, you know? Last night I go and eat sushi with my sister mm-hmm. to this like night fancy expensive yeah. sushi restaurant. And like teens, like post school we ate an mm. early dinner. These three teens come in and these fucking three boys, they eat, I'm not kidding you, a hundred pieces of sushi. Go home. And I'm just thinking to myself, 
I'm like, my sister and I, we got our little sushis. We spent $70. Yeah. It's just like these rich kids. And I'm just like, I'm like, can't you go and shove your hole with something, with yeah. fucking Kadoba? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like go five to- Five guys. Go to five guys. Yeah. Uh, go to in and out Go to In-N-Out. You're in LA. Go to In-N-Out. That's where you belong. I'm like, what's going on? No, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't. I have not experienced watching teenagers eat. But and I the mass, too. the mass, the quantity that they eat, the teenage growing boys. Totally. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, no, no. Do you, you want kids or you don't want kids? I don't know. I don't want to ruin this body. Yeah. I, yeah, I get it. The, one of the main reasons I don't want children is I don't want to have to see them eat. Yeah. <laughs> they would probably starve because I bet you're not eating in front of me. They'd be like, here's what you can eat grapes. Yeah. Grapes are fine. Yeah. Um, apple slice. Apple slices and potato chips. And maybe if I'm out of the room. No, that's gross. Because that's very like peely. And yeah, peely. I guess maybe, you know what's not terrible is a baby bell. But then what they the have the wax that? to play with. What's a baby bell? What? I don't know what that is. Those little like Gouda cheeses that are no, red. No, I don't want that. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like things with wrappers. Yeah. Okay. I, that grosses me out. Wrappers gross me out. I'm very grossed out by, I a lot of things revolving around food, but I don't like sauces. I don't mm. like like people like. I can't, I, yeah, I can't, like, I can't even think about some of these things. And, I don't, and I don't want you to. Something about, I can't like, even think about some of these things. But, like, that, that uh, idea of those cheeses that have, like, a wrapper, yeah. that is disgusting because then there's just, like, this I know, wrapper then they sitting play there with that. that's, like, has cheese on it. You know what else I can't look at? What? Straw wrappers. I can't look at straw wrappers. Oh, yeah, well, they're, they're a pain in the ass. They're grotesque. Yeah. They're grotesque. I know. I don't know what about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't Honestly, it's like I don't care if it's sterile. Take it, make it, give it to me naked. One hundred percent. Yeah. I don't want it in its clothes. I want it stripped down. One hundred percent. Take its little dress off. Yeah. Take its little dress off. <laughs> Let me see what it's got going on underneath. <laughs> Let me see that straw's panties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey, you, I'm, I can't believe I'm at the end of this podcast already. I gotta so know, sad. like, if you could have given yourself a senior superlative. Well, I did. What well, do you mean? Well, when we when it was time to graduate, my mom was like, I've given money to every one of these kids, that, uh, you know, your cousins and all this stuff when they graduated. So we're going to have a party so that people have to buy you gifts. And I was like, Smart. hell yes. And I was like, I'm going to do one up on you. And not only are we going to have a party, a little luncheon in the backyard, I'm going to do a whole graduation ceremony <laughs> that I'm going to produce. And so I did like a whole thing and I did like – Did you wear a cap and gown? I wore like a bathrobe. Okay. And like I made like a cap out of like a, um, a, a grocery bag, like a paper yeah, yeah, grocery yeah. bag, the flat bottom part of it. And um, I uh, and like did like a whole thing where like I, I, I had like someone read um, – like the superlatives, yes, and then I kept getting up to accept them all. So like I That's accepted like very most funny. popular, most likely. So to you succeed. got all, you got and all of them. So I've got them all, folks. The high school diploma, not so much, <laughs> but the superlatives, yes, papa. How long did it take you to graduate high school? Uh, I did it in the four years, but yeah. probably that senior year was about a week. Wow, you know, because like, that senior year, by that time, I was just like lazy, lazy, lazy. Yeah, lazy. you were like, I just want to get the. And diploma. I would convince the teachers at that school. I'd be like. Well, look, instead of like doing this semester of, you know, English, whatever, English lit or whatever, I'm going to just – I'm directing a Midsummer Night's Dream in my hometown. If right. I film it and send it to you, will you just give me a grade? And they'd be like, and sure. Like, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's They fair. were probably like – I've never met them. I always think about trying to find them when I'm in Ojai 
But then I'm like, I don't really want to do that. But um, I mean, it would be interesting to just because yeah, I have no like, idea what they look like. Right. It's a, it's almost like you want to find them just so you can see them. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to talk to them. I'd love to like find their address and like peek in their window. Have you ever Googled them? No. But here's the thing. I love you for coming on my show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so lovely. I you always you you know what you are welcome to come in and audit. Yeah. These sessions. Well, because I could to audit learn to learn about high school. About high school. It's not a bad idea. You know what? It's Anytime good, you want. It's a good angle. Anytime you want. I'll take it. Um, where can everyone find you and listen to you they if they've made it this far? At Jeffrey Self on Instagram, J E F F E R Y Self. S E L F. That's right. And listen to Breakfast Buffet with me and Cole Scola. Absolutely. Thanks for letting me plug that. Um. If you want to write in to us, please send us an email at seniorsuperlativespod at gmail.com with the subject line classmates corner, seniorsuperlativespod at gmail.com to have Tevi, my bully, <laughs> read you read your classmates corner. Um, and, you know, give me five stars. Give me good reviews because yeah. positivity is what fuels me. Everything. Positive reinforcement is what fuels me. And unfortunately, I just don't love critique. I you don't know, love it. I just I don't Keep love that to it. Yourself. I just don't love it. You know, and, I, and I don't want it. I don't want feedback. Talk to your friends about it. Yeah. Gossip behind my back. Yeah. All gossip, you want. Gossip behind my back. Babe. But make sure go out of your way to make sure I never hear about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Please. Double down, lock the doors, turn off the phone, then talk about, then talk bad. Yes, precisely. Um, okay, well, as we say every week, stay cool, never change. Until next time, cool. ciao. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>